This week on The Randy Pants Show, Randy and Nick talk about their adventures in Sharknado 2. We hear some music from Sun Cinema. We talk on the phone with writer Aaron Mallory Long. And in studio, we have comedian Sidney Gant. And now for some artsy, fartsy fun. So this is a show that's mainly going to be just a fun time here to entertain you, touching on comedy, social media, pop culture, art, music, all that kind of stuff. Kind of like a little audio magazine. We are going to hang out, talk about what's going on. We're going to have guests and feature all kinds of interesting people in different arts and different fields and just have a good time. It's artsy, it's fartsy, it's fun. So I am here with your friend and mine, Nick McNevich. Welcome, Nick. I'm really glad and really happy to have you here. Thank you. The fartsy to my artsy. I am the fartsy. I provide the fartsy (laughs) and I'll never stop providing that. Um, I'm honored to be here as co-host sitting next to you, Randy. This is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, so Nick and I met on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We actually met for the first time in person in October of 2013 at a tweet up in That's Philadelphia, right. Pennsylvania, where we are right now. Mm-hmm. I should mention we're recording at Science Studios in the historic Rittenhouse district of Philadelphia. Beautiful area. And this is a great studio, an awesome setup, and we really appreciate my husband, Mike, whose studio this is. And he's also working as our engineer and producer. And he thank you very much. He is the puppet master, yes. <laughs> we. That's right. There he is, right on cue. (laughs) So we met in Philly, and we're here in Philly. And we clicked, I think, pretty instantly Mm -hmm. on uh, being like-minded about a lot of things, being interested in the same kind of artsy-fartsy stuff. Mm -hmm. We've been hanging out a lot since we met, and it kind of made sense for us to do this project together. Yeah, I think we're both uh, creatively driven. You know, we both don't take life too seriously. We're here to share that with you guys. <laughs> Absolutely. We're, we're here to share that. We're, we, we'd love to uh, you know, open your guys' minds up to some, some different art forms and, and some new artists you know, that, that we admire and, um, mm-hmm. and that, that drive us creatively as well. Right. And I'm super into comedy. I know you are too. And I'm looking forward to getting a lot of that going on this show too. Absolutely. Obviously, we met on Twitter. And you know, people use Twitter in a lot of different ways. Nick and I use it very similarly uh, for comedy. We like to write jokes and And read jokes. jokes. We both like to laugh and have some fun. Right. So we'll definitely talk about Twitter, although I refuse to let Twitter dominate this podcast. I love Twitter. I love Twitter (laughs) so much, but we can't only talk about Twitter. That's absolutely right. Right. So we'll have to reel ourselves in if we Mm -hmm. go off on a tangent, because sometimes we do that. Anytime we're not talking about Twitter, we'll talk about Instagram. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We'll always be talking about some app. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, we've been hanging out a lot since we met, and we had one adventure I thought we could kind of just talk about, share a little story. Mm-hmm. Nick and I had the pleasure of being extras on the set of the sci-fi original made-for-TV movie sequel, Sharknado 2, Shark Happens. Shark Happens. That's it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> so this was a super fun <laughs> awesome random experience that we got to have a couple weeks ago so we were invited along with a lot of people from the sci-fi network to be extras because they were filming at city field which is where the mets play Mm -hmm. uh the scene 
takes place, this whole section of the movie takes place at the stadium. So they need enough people to fill a section so they can make it look like a spring beautiful day at a ball game filled mm-hmm. with fans. Yep. This was a 20 degree day. Mm-hmm. Um, it was overcast and it was very windy. Yeah. And on top of that, it was snowing. It was just a shit day in New York. It was a shitty day in New York. Like think about like the rainiest, just shittiest New York City day. It was just that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, you know, we arrived at what, uh, you know, nine o'clock. The butt crack. The butt butt crack at dawn. It was pretty awesome. They had a lot of snacks. Which was, by the way, Randy and I are both huge into snacks. Yeah. Um, So, you know, they tucked us away in this little diamond club area with all the other extras. There was a ton of snacks and they just had us wait until they were going to call us for a scene. Right. So the first scene we're doing is taking place in the stands. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to be... Like we said, a beautiful spring day at a ball game. Mm-hmm. But of course, it's a shitty winter day, one of the coldest days of the year. So we had to film, well, the parts where we were filming, we had to have our hats, gloves, and jackets off, tucked under our seats mm-hmm. because we can't make it, that yeah. won't make sense. Yep. And we know we can't, we suspend disbelief a certain amount with the Sharknados in general. <laughs> yeah. but you can't have a ball game, people bundled up like it's 20 degrees. Right. So I'm always cold. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm just, it's a, the most unattractive quality about me. I just <laughs> complain about the cold constantly. I hate it. I like being hot. There's no such thing as too hot for me. Sweltering so. heat, you're perfect. Right. If you are uncomfortable, I'm finally okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I was freezing. It's probably the coldest I've ever been. But all it was was just a little discomfort and nothing bad was going to happen. You know, I signed up for Sharknado 2. And dang it, I was going to follow through and sit there and be cold. Mm-hmm. I was actually thinking my, my fingertips and toes were, were numb. I couldn't even feel them. And I was like, I might literally lose a toe today. But if I do, I, it's okay because I can say I lost it in a Sharknado. <laughs> it's a very dignified way. <laughs> it would be so worth it. To lose a toe. Mm-hmm. So, but there was this girl in our row. And God damn it, you know, I don't like to zero in on negative things, Nick. I really don't. I, I actually like go through life not realizing certain things should bother me mm-hmm. until someone points it out. It's a great way, though. Um, but this really got under my skin because I was so cold. I remember, yep. I remember you turning to me and saying, look at this bitch behind me. Like, you know, speaking this, out of the side of your this mouth. This bitch yeah. would not take off her hat and jacket. She has. A, she just no, didn't. She has this like beanie type hat, which mm-hmm. is you know, Pokemon. You know, it's got the little eyes on the front and the little ears on the top. Little ears sticking off the hat. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not a child. This is the woman in her probably mid-30s. This is a young woman. In a full-up puffy parka. Up, up, like, from neck and to... And a Pokemon hat. Down to her feet. Full parka. And I know, like, you know, Pokemon are fun to tweet about, and maybe you got a t-shirt under your hoodie, but are you really wearing, like, a beanie with little ears? <laughs> To be yeah. filmed for TV. She was a she was a cosplay extra. Yeah, but so it just really annoyed me that this <laughs> c word, this filthy, filthy Pokemon hat wearing motherfucker, motherfucker, was leaving all of her warm shit on because mm-hmm. I just felt like, come on, you're everyone else is doing it. You know what you signed up for. Mm-hmm. 
she was holier than thou. Yeah. And then the next row over, there were three young ladies, young, oh, young girls, I should say, between maybe the ages of eight and ten. Yeah, who, little kids. Every time the director said, all right, guys, it's time to film. Take off your coats and let's pretend it's spring. They took them right off and they were yeah. as happy as could be. Like, a smile on their face. Mm-hmm. They were had a great attitude about it. And then Debbie Downer, who doesn't, you know doesn't want to take off her jacket doesn't want to cannot be bothered to be uncomfortable for a split second yeah so i hate her so much (laughs) (laughs) i haven't stopped hating her since we left i um i'm not happy with her as well um i hope we get some facetime in sharknado so it wasn't just that scene we also filmed running through the hallways of the stadium mm -hmm. you know along with the cast running for our lives fleeing from a sharknado exactly so we also i think the director knew us because we had the dick move of leaving our sunglasses on the entire time, even when we were in shaded areas. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a calculated dick move. It wasn't yeah. a pretentious, let's <laughs> leave our sunglasses on. It was like, okay, there's 75 people here. And if we want to be, you know, if we want to be a part of this movie and be able to see ourselves in the background of a shot, we need a brand. And our yeah. brand was sunglasses. sunglasses. Let's leave the sunglasses on And the guy on, no called us. What. Hey, sunglasses. That's you right. too. Sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Over here. When he pretend was... to be, we, had to, we played fighting couple with sunglasses. That's right. We, <laughs> you know, we pretended to have an argument in the background uh, over the shoulder of some of the actors, you know, going through some dialogue for some of the scenes. And I think, were we fake arguing about like not liking each other's Instagrams? <laughs> we, were. we were. Yeah, exactly. We were just hating on each other's everything, but not, right. without a sound. Right. <laughs> just mouthing these arguments to each other. Miming. So it was super fun, um, and all the actors were so cool Very and friendly. Cool. Very cool. So we got a chance to meet some of them. Mm-hmm. Nick shared a moment with Vivica A. Fox. I did. Bow, chicka, bow. Mm-hmm. Did we get any of that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was a you were feeling a little warm from Vivica. I, I, I've always <laughs> had a, you know just always she's always, I've always endeared. 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 Uh-huh. Uh, Vivica she a. looks Fox. good. I mean, she's, she looks great. She's she, not a spring chicken, but she looks completely hot still. She does, and we were so we're standing there, you know, just kind of in between takes for this uh, for this one scene of dialogue between the actors. And Vivica was standing next to me, and she was clearly the only one that was really miserable by the cold. The other actors, she had, had kind it. Of, yeah, she was over it, um, and I don't blame her because it was a cold day. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of you know said something to her. I was like, you know tough work in these cold conditions huh Vivica and she was like you know it baby I'm just ready to go home and when she called me baby I melted I completely melted yeah. and I I had no other words I couldn't continue the conversation that was it that was enough for me <laughs> and I'm very shy when it comes to you know celebs and, and sports figures and, and icons in our society but yeah uh, me too Randy <laughs> Randy is <laughs> no. not which I love I love that about you that you'll just okay, you'll approach so, I mean, someone like, I'll just admit I am who I am you know I'm a star effer mm-hmm but I'm 100% genuine about it. This is me. I've always been sort of a kiss-ass, especially to the people I love. I love stuff. I the things I'm a, I'm a big fan. The things I'm a fan of, I'm dedicated to. And usually the people behind those things are creative innovators who I look up to and inspire me in the worlds of art and comedy and Absolutely. music and entertainment. And when I see those people, I want to interact with them. You're drawn to them. I don't, I want to make it pleasant for them. I'm not, I don't want to be obnoxious, but it means a lot to me. And I love Ian Ziering because mm-hmm. Nino, I mean, I could show you my Nino face because I you love Nino. You have a Nino Ni- face? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love Nino 210 so much. Uh, it was one of my favorite shows growing up, and then I rediscovered it um, when I was like in my 20s. They started playing it on some random 
high numbers network on, on Comcast syndication. on syndication. And I watched the entire series again. again. Oh wow. And loved it all the more. <laughs> <laughs> so seeing Ian Ziering getting to meet him was awesome. He was super cool, as was Mark McGrath and Judah Freelander, the, the other lead actors. And I got a picture with them, which Nick took, because you always got to get a picture. That's, that's my right. thing. You got to get a picture. You got to rack up your pics with the celebs. See, it's, that's what I like about you. You're just like, hey, let's go right up to them and take a picture. Because I think, you know, you go up to them, like me, I'm genuinely excited to meet them. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, small and unobtrusive the worst that happens is they say not now and i'm like thanks and we give a nod and a smile it's no no harm done yeah so mark mcgreff and uh ian zieren were sitting next to each other and there's some space in between and i scooted in between them this was like between nick, scenes so right. wherever i was just kind of hanging out right right mm-hmm. um we're kind of in a holding area and so i had nick take a picture but i had a ian zieren who nick called ian and that's, I haven't that, forgiven that you for that. To the still. nervousness, I get so shy around them that I'm like, uh, Ian. He's like, uh, Ian. Oh yeah. Can, can we get a picture? Yeah. So, so good job on that. Yeah. So anyway, so he was ready to take a picture, but Mark was kind of um, looking off the other way and didn't see that I had sat down next to him. So I tapped Mark and I said, "Can I take a picture with you?" Uh, and Ian, you know, a little sandwich action, to which Mark said to me, don't even joke like that with a guy in a band, <laughs> to which I melted because melted. Mark McGrath of Sugar Ray fame and host on an entertainment show on a network, might be entertainment tonight, might be extra. He's hosting something pretty rad. Yeah, no, he's doing good. So he, you know, gave me a, a little second of harmless flirtation mm-hmm. and i liked it very nice moment that yeah. you'll never forget yeah which we got some so we got that great picture we'll post that mm-hmm. on um the show's instagram randy pants show mm-hmm. we're randy that on pants instagram show. twitter the internet randy pants show at randy pants show uh on twitter and instagram right and so uh, you can find anything we talk about you know we'll post our sharknado pictures anything else we'll post it there that's randy with an eye Oh, yeah, sorry. Randy with an I. Mm-hmm. That's how ladies spell it. That's how a lady spells it. Mm-hmm. So another fun thing that came of this was we got this packet, this pamphlet. You know, we had to sign some stuff to be extras in Sharknado, you mm-hmm. know, making sure that we had clearance for our, you know, using our likenesses or, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of yeah. legal mumbo jumbo. Mm-hmm. I can't be bothered. So <laughs> um, they also gave us a list of do's and don'ts when it comes to social media. Which was especially exciting to Nick and I because, you know, everyone has the social media stuff they're into, but I think Nick and I are into Twitter on kind of a different level than most of the other extras, I'm assuming. I totally agree. It's very safe. So they gave us all this advice of what to tweet and not tweet, you know, regarding the show, Mm -hmm. how to handle social medias, and don't give any spoilers. Right. Don't tell you, don't spoil the plot, don't spoil, you know, scenes and locations as to where this was being shown. Example would be, you know, don't tell people that it's a Sharknado hits City Field, mm-hmm. you know, they wouldn't want you to give something away like that. So no, let's surprise the people with that. Don't put that on Twitter. Right. So, you know, things like that. And but they also gave a little section on dealing with haters. Advice for dealing with haters. So I thought this is interesting because as being as active and engaged on Twitter and loving Twitter as much as Nick and I do, um, we see a lot of, you know, drama, some baby mama drama going on on Twitter. Every social network has drama. And everywhere. haters. 
you know, some mean at repliers. I get some really interesting at replies. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you do too. I do. Um, a lot of them seem haterish. Mm -hmm. And some people just take things too seriously. Yeah. For the way that Randy and I use Twitter. I think Nick and I both or social media. use Twitter in a way that represents us and our personalities, but we're not so much live journaling ourselves in a funny way. We are more writing jokes. Correct. I agree. And I think you and I don't use Twitter as a platform for anything serious. It's always jokes. It's always meant in a lighthearted spirit. Mm -hmm. So when people take things very seriously, you know, that's never our intention. Correct. But we do get some haters. I've had a few. Yeah, there's uh, so the Sharknado pamphlet on the social media guide gave, as Randy would call it, some sage advice on dealing with haters. Right. And, you know, I've thought about seeing some people I know get involved with different uh, social media feuds and all that kind of stuff and seeing haters. I think it's actually really well put how they how they tell you to deal with it. They start off by saying, if someone's negative, ignore them. Don't engage. Mm -hmm. And that sounds obvious, but I think a lot of people have a hard time not engaging Totally agree. But I have a hard just time. don't engage. Mm -hmm. Let it fizzle out. Ignore these mother... I swear to God. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm getting worked up. I'm, I need Calm to refer back there. to the pamphlet. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ignore and them. Then they let you know, in severe cases, block them. Block. So if they don't ease up, mm -hmm. block them. But here's the key. Don't tell them you're going to block them. Just do it. Yeah. Don't perpetuate it and make a scene about it. You know, do it as, ignore them as much as you can. Absolutely. Just block them. And then, if, well, they, they wrote this referring to the movie, but I think it applies on a broader Yeah, this level. was this was very, just vague advice, I think. It didn't mm -hmm. really specify. So they say, if someone tweets to tell you that they watched the show and hated it, don't argue. A simple, thanks for giving it a try, we know it's not for everyone, will usually disarm them. I think that's true, because you were saying people misinterpret your jokes mm -hmm. or take them too seriously and try to instigate with you. Yep. You just write back, I'm sorry my humor isn't for you. That's right. Peace. I right, see you later. Suck a dick. No, no you don't, don't say that. <laughs> you think that, you don't say it. Right, Th no, but you post a screenshot of them on Instagram though. <laughs> I hope they're not yep. following you there too. <laughs> yep. But you gotta do that every once in a while. Mm -hmm. I know you don't do that because Nick's an, a very accomplished photographer with an amazing eye. You can follow his photography work on Instagram at Nick McNevich, and we'll have links to that on the website and things of that nature. Right, but you don't post silly things like that on no. your Instagram. You keep it pretty tight with your art. Yeah, I try to stick mainly to serious photography on there. Right. Uh, I don't use that. If I, you know, I thought about maybe opening up a personal account someday, but that's that how many accounts do you need though? Now we have the show account to keep up with, uh, and all the accounts we used to retweet ourselves. <laughs> Jk, we don't do that. I don't do that yet. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about before we take a break? Uh, no, I don't think so. Just the dealing with the haters. You know, let's let's leave our listeners with a little bit of a this advice. You know, everybody has haters on social media. Someone you know is negative. Just just put a little sp positive spin on it. Yeah. Let's uh, it's not as you would say, perpetuate the hate. Let's not do that. Yeah. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. Not hate. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so let's take a break. This has been fun. I've enjoyed chatting with you. I have. Oh, it's been and great. we will come back with more fun stuff. Mm -hmm. Let's uh listen to a song in the break let's get a song to play us out and then uh, i guess play us back in is that what they say sure um in the biz. this is a band called sun cinema they recorded their album which i believe is also called sun cinema s-u-n sun sun mm -hmm. cinema right here in science studios that's right and i'm a big fan of them if you ever see them coming to your town you should check out their really fun live working oh, on a new record cool. soon and this is the uh first track off that album sun cinema 
And uh, what's the name of this track, Mike? <laughs> Mike is <laughs> now scrambling because we didn't prepare him for Sorry. this. Sorry. Yeah, we're new at this. We're gonna. These kinks are gonna. We're gonna dry clean these out. We're gonna. You, uh, uh, being. Being. Yeah. So. This is Being by Sun Cinema. Mm -hmm. We'll be right back. Stepping, you're just stepping, never caring where your foot goes. Say you're sorry. Stepping, you're just stepping, never caring where your foot goes. Say you're sorry. This is a brand new day. Use a little caution, please. Pick up easily. This is a brand new Never caring 
Everybody knows that Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis are a couple, which is awesome because if you watch that 70s show, to have Kelso and Jackie end up together is just perfect. The couple's also having a baby. They were quoted as saying, they don't care if it's a boy or a girl, as long as it's chill as fuck. I'm sure this baby is going to be gorgeous. Ashton Kutcher is kind of goofy and lovable, but he has this amazingly gorgeous chiseled face. And Mila Kunis, I mean, I wish I had Mila Kunis' eyes. I bet they go for a shit ton on eBay. New on Netflix, Grown Ups 2. So what you should do is, you get Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, alright dude? And you cue it up to the beginning of Grown Ups 2. And then you'll be like, did they seriously make a sequel to Grown Ups? Celebrating its 25th anniversary is the classic Who Frame Roger Rabbit. Ironically, it's also the 25th anniversary since anyone's rubbed one out to Kathleen Turner. And in breaking news, you'll be relieved to hear that John Travolta has finally resurfaced after disappearing for weeks. You may recall that John Travolta mispronounced Frozen Star Adina Menzel's name at the Oscars. Well, we are thankful to hear reports that he's back home safe with his family and friends after being released from the Disney vault. To close out the pants report... You be guy, motherfucker. Motherfucker. What you doing, What you doing? What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> it's what you talking about, Willis. A fun fact for you, every episode about Bruce Willis. Did you know that Bruce Willis was the only celebrity to attend Julia Roberts' wedding to Danny Motor? It's a Bruce Willis fact. or something to get her levels or just you're going to get us talking? I pledge allegiance to the United States of America to the public one nation under God indivisible in liberty and justice for all. <laughs> nice job. Hi and welcome back to the Randy Pants Show. I am here with a very special guest. She's actually <laughs> phoning in all the way from the West Coast. She is... <laughs> An author, a hilarious tweeter, and she is also a cat lover, like myself. <laughs> There's so much I could say about her, but I'll just introduce her. Erin Mallory Long, thank you for being on the show. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. <laughs> this is great. Um, I met Erin, I'm saying met quote unquote, because, <laughs> you know, hopefully we'll meet in person someday, but we connected over Twitter. I think she's very funny. We have a ton in common. And um, I'm so excited to have her on here because, like I said, she is an author. This girl walks the walk. She's the real deal. Fucking A, you wrote a book. It's called <laughs> I did write a book. Yeah, text <laughs> chat email, and you did it f- along with or for the thought catalog. And uh, yep. so tell me a little bit about how you got going with writing and then how you came to write this book. Um. Like most everything, uh, I remember it was like last summer and I sort of like had a thought 
and was like, I wonder if I could write a book that like takes place over text chats and emails. And um, it turns out I can. Uh, I would have include, included Twitter, actually, because I feel like that's actually how I communicate with people the most. But <laughs> <laughs> since I'm on my phone all the time, you know, just kind of thinking of the idea of like how you just sort of live your whole life through these kind of, you know, quote-unquote in, impersonal uh, memes. But, like, you actually can learn a lot about people just, like, through the Internet and through, you know, friendships over the Internet and stuff. And I just feel like most of the people I know, I know from Twitter. I know, you know, from websites I write for and that kind of stuff. And so it's just kind of interesting to me how you can develop these uh, relationships and these friendships um, just over over a computer and, like, without even seeing someone face-to-face, sort of like what we're doing. Exactly. Uh, well, obviously, I relate to that, and I think there's a good chance anyone who would listen to this podcast uh, probably relates to that, too. Um, I know that my, yeah. my co-host, Nick McNevich, and I also became friends over Twitter, and now we've developed it into a real friendship, but obviously, you make these really close connections via social media. I like to think of your book as like a tale of love and friendship for the digital age. Is that really cheesy? <laughs> no, that sounds so fancy. Like <laughs> I don't feel worthy for that. But yeah, I, I, I think that is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there's a lot of people listening who can relate to that um, in so many different ways. There's people who have experienced uh, really close friendships, but also people who have experienced some negative relationships or been hurt or burned by the internet. And I think there's something for everyone to connect with. Totally. Thank you. Sure. Yeah. I, um, it's just kind of, you know, it's, it's sort of the idea of how you, uh, and I, and you know, this, you know, it kind of how you, uh, portray yourself online is maybe not 100% how you are just like in your normal life. You know, I think I'm, I think I'm at like maybe 95%. I think I'm, <laughs> I'm 95%. Well, no, I think that's a lie. I think I'm probably 80% who, who I appear to be online as to who I am, you know, all told. Well, I think a lot of it is for comedic effect, obviously, but you know, <laughs> it's still me, I guess. Right. Well, it's funny because I feel like I know you, but this is the first time we've ever spoken but we follow right. each other on Twitter and on Instagram where we share our thoughts every day and pictures of our home lives and our animals and our adventures. So, you know, even if it's 95% you, I'm talking to you right now and I feel like I really know you. So it's a, you know, it's a mind fuck, but then it's also pretty genuine. Right. Yeah. And no, it's always a strange thing. Like whenever I, whenever I meet people who I only know online, it's always like a funny thing where I'm like, oh, I feel like I know everything and nothing about you, you know, like, you know, probably what their bedroom looks like, but you don't know, like, how they take their coffee, that kind of thing, you know, or like, you don't know, like, what shoes they wear every day or anything, unless you're Instagramming your shoes constantly, you know, like, there's just kind of these yeah. weird details. There's a certain intimacy that only the people who know you in real life get. Absolutely. I think my, I had a friend of mine tell me recently that who knows me just from the internet, uh, that even though I'm married, he said that he thinks that my persona is somewhat like spinster, like cat lady, like a crazy, <laughs> like, like 
like spinster and I was like, well, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to tweet about my husband all the time, but <laughs> only if it's interesting. Um, but yeah, so in that, in that regard, I think it is funny. Like some things that I, I make a joke about or something that I don't really think <laughs> that people are like paying attention to. <laughs> You're kind of like, Oh, that's what you think I am. Interesting. <laughs> okay, cool. Definitely. So how did uh, you come to, you came to write this book, but you also write for a few other websites and you have some other projects in the works? Yeah, um, I write for Hello Giggles uh, regularly and Thought Catalog, um, and I've written a couple things on Cracked. I started writing for Thought Catalog, and then I was already working on this book, and then, you know, they do books as well, and so they were kind of like, hey, do you maybe want to write a book or something, and I sort of pitched them this idea, like, funny story, I'm already working on something, like, <laughs> here. And um, it was really great, because, like, you know, they designed this awesome cover for me that, like, I wouldn't have had. So how can people get this book? Um, it's an ebook, So it's on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, if you have a Nook, and it's on Apple, you know, for iBooks and stuff. Um, even if you don't have like an e-reader, like there, there's like a Kindle app for your computer, like a whole, whole mess of ways, whole mess of ways. Cool. So that's where you can get Ed's thought catalog. You should check them out as well. They have great, interesting, creative, innovative, funny stuff all the time, uh, with lots of totally. great writers like Aaron. People <laughs> can follow you on Twitter at Aaron Mallory Long. Do you want to spell that? E-R-I-N. M-A-L-L-O-R-Y-L-O-N-G. It's just my full name. <laughs> and they can follow you there on Instagram as well, the same name. Yep. You and I are uh, a rare breed that just are our names. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I feel like people are always kind of like disappointed, like, oh, it's just your name. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's really super long, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, it has a nice ring to it. So, Aaron... I'd like to play a game right now with you if you are up for it and down for it. Are you up and down, Aaron? I am every which way for it. Okay. I can't wait. So <laughs> you talk about how you put your personality out there, and there's two things about you that stand out to me that I really connect with. One is you take a killer selfie. If you don't follow her <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter, you have to because I'll be honest, you're, you're a very beautiful woman. And you have a fun sense of style and a great eye. And you're just a badass selfie taker and a badass Instagrammer. That's it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> like a huge compliment. <laughs> B, you are a huge 90s kid. You have so many great pop culture references in both your Twitter and Instagram and personality and wardrobe. <laughs> so this is the game I devised for you. It's called... Instagram filter or Thundercat? <laughs> so I am going to say a name and you are going to tell me if that is an Instagram filter or a Thundercat. Okay. Are you ready, Erin? We're not I'm timed, ready. So you can, you know, take a minute to think about it, but you know, I'm sure you'll, <laughs> I'm sure it'll come to you pretty easily. Okay. I'm pretty up on Instagram filters right now. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. But are you up on Thundercats? I'm, I'm a little up on Thundercats. I think I'm a little rustier on that, but I know my I know my Instagram filters currently. I look at it like 30 times a day. If you were as into <laughs> Thundercats as you are into Instagram, <laughs> that would be abnormal. Okay, <laughs> so let's do it. Amaro. That's 
My favorite Instagram filter. Excellent. Snarf. I think Thundercat. Yep. Great. Luna. Luna. Thundercat. Very good. (laughs) Willow. 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 I feel like Willow was an Instagram. Oh, oh, I think it's one of the black and white ones. Instagram filter. You are double right. It is Instagram filter (laughs) and it is black and white. (laughs) Chilla. Uh, Thundercat. Yep. Slythe. Thundercat? (laughs) Yeah. Walden. Instagram filter. That's my number two choice. That's your number two go-to? That's got a lot of blues. It's a Marl and Walden. It's like all the ones that just make you like really pale. <laughs> they blow out all your features. Yeah, those are the ones I go for every time. <laughs> Captain Cracker. Thundercat. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Red Eye. Thundercat? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Toaster. Oh, Instagram filter. Captain Cracker and Toaster, I feel like, in some world exist together. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. <laughs> Mandora. Thundercat? Mm-hmm. You're killing it. <laughs> you are killing it. Sierra. Uh, Instagram filter. Right? Yeah. Phew. <laughs> Tigra. Thundercat? They sound exactly like Instagram filters. <laughs> Valencia. Instagram filter. Instagram filter. Which one is that? It's uh it's kind of a, it kind of makes everything sort of yellow and washed out. It like flattens everything. Yeah. I like Valencia, but I think I look best in Hefe. Oh, Hefe is good. Yeah, I went on a Hefe kick for a little while. Hefe gives you a good tan. Yeah. Right. Kind of gives you a little bit of like the spray tan look. But Right. That is true. Yeah, I got through phases. Well, needless to say, this game was more of an exercise in the fact that Thundercats really sound just like Instagram filters than it was really a game because I should have thought that there's no way that Aaron Mallory Long, Instagrammer extraordinaire, (laughs) wouldn't know an Instagram filter instantly. (laughs) But I still think it was a fun endeavor, and I don't regret a minute of it. So I hope sometime to be out in California and get to hang out with you in real life. And take this oh my gosh, digital so. relationship to the next level. And if you are ever on the East Coast, please look me up. And I look, will. Me, look me up in the phone book, you know. In, in a phone book. Yeah. I will. <laughs> Aaron, thank you so much for doing this. One more time, Aaron Mallory Long, this has been such a treat, uh, both personally to get to speak to you and to have your charming and talented self on the Randy Pants show. Oh, please, thank you. The pleasure is all mine. Thanks for having me. This episode of Randy Pence Show brought to you by Flavored Vagisil. Just because your lady parts are infected doesn't mean they should be neglected. Here to talk to you about Flavored Vagisil, pop star Kesha. Hey, this is pop star Kesha. I'm here to talk to you about Flavored Vagisil. So there's like lots of reasons why you would have like infections in your vagina and like gross shit. Like 
Sometimes it's just hereditary. Sometimes it's like environmental, and sometimes like you're just like fucking dirty. Like you're just gross. You've had, you know, like a go at yourself or with a partner or multiple partners of multiple genders, of multiple races or like apparatuses or like, you know, stuff goes on like that makes it burning when you pee and like other like gross shit. Everyone knows that I don't necessarily need this product because I come glitter. But for those of you who get, you know, like infections and stuff, this is perfect because it'll help clear it up and your partner or yourself or your apparatus, you know, can be down there and not have it taste all nasty. Flavored Vagisil comes in obviously a lot of flavors. We have strawberry shortcake, pina colada, winter spearmint, California roll, um, lilac, and milk. Get your flavored Vagisil at our big flavor Vagisil going on at CVS all through the spring. Get some flavored Vagisil because your lady parts are infected. Doesn't mean they should be neglected. Welcome back to the Randy Pants Show. Thanks for sticking around. We are here. I'm back with Nick McNevich, as always. And we are here with our very special guest, our friend and yours, Sydney Gant. Sydney, welcome. Thank you. Uh, I accept that welcome. I don't know. What do you say to that? <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah is that a good one? Yeah, I, that's good. I, I accept your welcome. <laughs> So we are very excited to have you here. Thank you so much for doing the show. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. This is exciting. So I'll start with how, let me see, you're a comedian. We're here with comedian, yes. Sydney Gant. <laughs> yeah, I am a, I'm a stand-up comic, and uh, I, I, I tell jokes at people. At people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, as you know, I'm aggressive. I don't, <laughs> mostly, I don't even do it on stage. I go into your home, and until the cops get there, I just keep screaming jokes into your face. So, yeah, I, I scream jokes at people. <laughs> so, I first met you at Helium Comedy Club uh, this summer. Yeah. And I had signed up for Philly's Funniest Contest at Helium. And Sydney was on the roster that night as well. Yeah. And I have to say, it was such a fun night. And I saw so many talented people. So many jokes from that night still stand on my mind. So many great punchlines. It was so much fun. But I think there was a trend that night. There was a lot of, like, downer comedians. And then Sydney got on stage and just completely lit up the room. <laughs> and I was like totally impressed. Like the the mood of the entire club totally shifted into this like great positive energy. And you were so funny. And I, you were like definitely the standout of the night for me. So okay. I met up with you afterwards. I was psyched to meet you and talk to you. And now you're here. So I'm psyched to have you here. Sydney is a really talented comedian. You should check out his stand up. We'll plug all his stuff later. Oh, we don't yeah, have to get yeah, to that now. Yeah. But anyway, that's a little bit about uh, how we came to be friends and I have a question for you about Captain Action. Okay. Man of Action. Yeah, well, ca- So, yeah. speaking of plugging your stuff, your yeah. website is 
is that IamCaptainAction.com is the fun way to do it, or SydneyGant.com if you know how to spell my name. But on most of your social media and everything, you have this action. Yeah. Well, how did that come to be? What's that about? Uh, well, it's... Uh, it, actually, Captain Action is a comic book character from like the 70s. Not a lot of people know this guy. Uh-huh. It's, it's an absolute reference to this. Uh, I mean, in this, he was a character that was uh, basically like uh, like Batman, but without the, uh, the sad Bruce Wayne story. <laughs> you know, he was just like, uh, but he still got, he was the fun Bruce Wayne. Never, you know, lost his parents or anything. He was, he was like trained by the military or something. Uh, a, a master of disguise. And, you know, like also James Bond. He would just go bang chicks and shoot people with laser guns. Like that's kind of his thing. <laughs> Captain Action. Yeah, Captain Action. He's a fun, but he's a fun character. Was he a Marvel or DC, DC character or it something was, uh, like that? Marvel. The... It was a Marvel okay. character. And um, just a, a fun guy. You know, it was a fun guy. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, so it's, a, it's a reference to to him, but I also consider myself uh, a man of action. You know, <laughs> I get out there, I apply myself to life as much as possible, and uh, I like to see what happens. You know, like I like to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. The world could use more people like that. Yeah. I think it could use less people like that. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you say that? Yeah, it's not. It's not always. I mean, it's not always with with a you know positive results. I mean, I'm just putting my perspective out there and that's going to be met with whatever it's met with but i like i don't presume to be right you know i just <laughs> i just uh like i said I, I just i just apply myself a little more uh than some people would you know like to apply themselves and i'm fine with that because i don't think everybody should be applying themselves the way they want to <laughs> i don't know i don't know if that's safe yeah um, that's a good point some people have- no, yeah, yeah no embrace embrace the fear to not speak up in public <laughs> <Like> don't <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Only certain people should carry that torch. Yeah, I mean, think about what a better place the world would be if Hitler was like, I don't think I can make this speech. I don't think I can. Uh, like, his anxiety <laughs> took over. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to. I can't do it, guys. I can't do it. Yeah, we'd be in such a better position. So, yeah, some people should um, embrace that fear. And not. So, even if you never had a fear of public speaking, you always just like to get out there? No, I, I don't. I don't. I didn't know that was allowed, like, to be perfectly honest with you. Like, I, I have a very. Um, I have, a, I have a very colorful uh, family, you know. My my mom is um, oh god. So my mom, my mom is she was a very pretty lady, so she got a lot of attention. But she was also uh, her her big claim to fame is my mom. She was a street fighter. What? What? What does that even? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What does wow. that mean? So it, it would it would mean anything from like like people uh, showing up to to fight my mom, you know, for. For money? Then, well, people would bet around it. For- I mean, my mom wouldn't walk away empty-handed, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, never lost, by the way. She's an un- undefeated uh, fighter, whether it was uh, something that was uh, <laughs> street-sanctioned, I guess, by the, or if it was just, you know, an auxiliary, uh, you know, you bumped into me, let's do this on the streets <laughs> type of fight. Like, she Is there, like, like, ground rules, like no hair pulling and no no eye gouging? or? Uh, I don't I don't know if there, if there were rules, but... Uh, it, that I would I would guess no I don't know I don't know but my my mom I mean as a kid I only and this this is going to sound absolutely ridiculous but I've only I've only seen my mom in like a handful of fights you know uh, so I don't but she she was a boxer you know so that's amazing she would be in these fights with these women who are doing like this windmill thing or you know like they got their head down and my mom she's got head movement and footwork she had the science behind yeah, it yeah it was pretty and and she, and she loves boxing like she's a big mm-hmm. boxing fan like. Uh, combat sports have been a part of my life 
all, all growing up. So um, I I had the um, like even in the community that I lived in, we had the weird family. You know, we had the over the top, crazy family, and my mom walked around with a sense of pride that suggested to me that people are allowed to have the opinions they have of you, but it doesn't matter because what you think is more important. So yeah, that's a great lesson. Yeah, yeah well, be yourself. I mean, it's it's you know, you get to kindergarten, like first grade and second grade, and you see these other kids that are shy, and you think they're just like putting on airs to get attention from the teacher. Because you don't know how real people are in the world. You know what I mean? You're yeah. being raised by wolves. So it's uh, it goes, there's a, it's a double-edged sword, you know. It's, um, it was, you know, positive on some ends, but it's like, you know, I just don't, sometimes I just don't even know when I'm rubbing somebody the wrong way, uh-huh. you know. But even uh, in kindergarten, were you funny? Were you the, were you entertaining the kids in the class then? Yeah, I was pretty <laughs> like, funny. I was pretty funny. It was, um, I was almost a prankster, um, which is, uh. Is excited because my son. I have a son, and he's like a little bit of a prankster. How old is your son? He's twenty-one months now, so he's uh, he'll be two July seventeenth. You know, and um, I don't even know if that means he's twenty-one months, but like, <laughs> just, so what? I, so he'll be two July seventeenth, and um, but yeah, he he does little pranks and stuff now. But I was uh, I was very close to being a prankster in uh, in kindergarten. Uh, my first big prank was to pull a chair out from underneath a girl as she was sitting down. A girl and, you liked? Uh, it was a girl who was conveniently in front of me okay. <laughs> you know so it was like i could use my feet to pull her chair out and uh in my mind it was going to be this thing like she was going to hit the ground and like everybody was going to laugh like including her like it wasn't it the wasn't teacher gonna was going to laugh yeah the teacher was going to laugh come there give me a star like a star <laughs> for the board like you know we'll give him five stars great <laughs> job pizza party for sydney <laughs> <laughs> but i uh, know she hit the ground and she started crying instantly and um that devastated me. So I I, I, I think about that. Uh, so from that point on, I was like, I, I, I will make people laugh with words. <laughs> you know, like, wow. it was like yeah, that's, it was, uh, that's real insightful for our little kids. Yeah. 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 I was, um, yeah, I was a pretty insightful kid. <laughs> so your son is now pulling pranks. Well, he's, um, he's becoming a prankster. He's, he's becoming he's a taking prankster. Form. Yeah. He's, he's, well, he's starting to see, um, I guess what you would call the currency in our household is laughter, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. So he sees that and he knows that he can do certain things to make jokes. But he also knows that, um, you know, like, I mean, we're, we want our kid to be a functional human being, but we don't, we're not the type of people to yell, you know, like we get in these situations where we're, we're trying to discipline him, but what he's doing is so ridiculous, you can't help but laugh, you know? <laughs> so he sees that he can get laughs in those moments yeah. where, where he, mm-hmm. if he, waits for the right amount of tension and then does something completely <laughs> bad. Like it can it can bring the house down. So smart. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, smart. yeah. So he's like he's got pretty good timing, yeah. you know. So uh, but I see um he, he really likes he really likes pranking his mom. Uh you know, with with me, he he'll go uh he'll go do something silly. Like what well, say if, like a, a good example, we'll go to the grocery store and uh to to make me laugh. He'll grab like a low something low off of the shelf, pick it up, put it on his face, and just start making sounds at him <laughs> as he's coming at me. Right? Uh, to to get his mom, or if, if his mom is there uh, to get a laugh, what he would do is he'll go, he'll grab that thing, he'll go to hand it to his mom, and right before she uh, reaches for it, he'll throw it. You know? like, it's like it, it's it's terrible that I laugh at this, you know what I mean? But it's like. 
Because I know what he is. It's, it's, it's funny, uh, but then he'll go pick it up and he'll put it back because he understands that he has to do that too. So it's a bit. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit. Start to finish. I'm not trying to destroy crackers. This is just hilarious. Watch. Don't see. You know, it's a. Uh, yeah, so it's, that, it's it's pretty fun to, to watch his personality unfold, yeah. you know, in in our household because it's like I I think about I think about that a lot because like that was um you know how you like like shaping a person because I didn't just live with my mom growing up there was a portion of my life where I uh, lived with my grandmom for some time and then there was a portion where I lived with my dad for some time mm-hmm. and then there was back to. Uh, my grandma's house and then back to my dad. So it was, uh, you know, you're you're in these different environments with these different rules and these different uh, people who make these different household personas and they have these different impressions over what's important for a child or what's not important for a child. So it's like, it's very, you know, important, like what a child's environment is in their home. Like that is what shapes a person. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's uh, we're trying to be very mindful of that, you know. And uh, basically, um, we were just trying to shape him into the world's greatest government assassin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been doing comedy for a little while. You have a show, the cap. Your ah, yeah. Captain Action. Captain Action show. It's not Mad About It, right? Yeah, it's the, it's Ca- the Captain, Captain Action, Action comedy show. The Captain Action yeah, comedy mouthful. show. It's yeah. a mouthful. Um, but yeah, so it, it's, a, it's a fun show. So uh, basically what the show is, is uh, you go there, a uh, comedian performs, right? Right after that comedian performs, uh, he sits down with me and I interview him in a little game show called the Captain Action Comedy Quiz Show. So it's basically... Uh, Multiple choice questions. Uh, two of them are false. One of them is one of them is true, and the audience gets the yell out. So they they can't ask the audience can't ask. Well, what is the answer? You know, because that would defeat the purpose. But they can ask whatever question they want to try to get to the answer, and then we give them the answer. Uh-huh. And then, like you know, for, first of all, the funny part about it is we have everybody established with their answer. So I go one, two, three. Audience, go. Everybody yells out their answer. <laughs> Then we get to like talk to the comedian a little more about it, but ask indirect questions. Um, you know, there's lifelines that I do. So one lifeline is uh, you get to uh, the the you get to ask one uh, question that has nothing to do with anything, and the comedian can only answer in one word, and that's your lifeline. And the other lifeline is the comedian just has to give you one fact that has nothing to do with currently is going on, and. Um, you'd be surprised how many people change their answer based on these things because you get so locked into the vibe of this person and their sense of humor and and these questions. So uh, they give me the facts, but the other two options, like I make up, but they're kind of close in like either either action or weirdness or scope. You know I mean? It's a fun, it's a pretty fun show. Awesome, that's um, great. Anytime you can go to some, uh, especially a a comedy show and be interactive like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like it because it's... um, because people would say, oh, it's like an improv show. Well, no, it's not like an improv show because at an improv show, you yell out a suggestion and then you shut up for the rest of the show. Yeah. You know, but at this show, like during the interviews, you can, you know, you keep talking. You, it's, it's an ongoing discussion. Now, here's the uh, here's the drawback. There, Once the interview is over, like once the buzzer goes off, that's it. We go on to the next comedian. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's like we can end at any point so you might not even get all of the person's questions right. and it, we reveal 
so many ridiculous things. Because so what I ask people for are, are facts about themselves that people can't tell just by looking at them, or you don't really cover in your act. Mm-hmm. And um, we've uncovered people with four nipples. Uh, Do they have to prove it? Oh, well, that's the thing. That's <laughs> up to the audience's discretion. So well, as that's... soon as you reveal the answer, somebody's in the audience like, prove it. You know. So yeah, it's, uh, you know, the audience gets to guide the show that way. So yes, it, everything always gets proven. The only thing that ha- hasn't gotten proven because of lack of equipment are uh, a couple... Uh, a couple, uh, there are a few comedians on the comedy scene that ride unicycles. What? Uh, is it like yeah. a specific comedy unicycle little community? It's just a coincidence that they do? That is a coincidence. They, they, they all, um, each one of their story is like it's a childhood thing up until this point. So like, yeah, they uh, they probably don't even know about each other. Adam Carolla rides a unicycle. I could believe that about Adam Carolla. He's, yeah. He's, <laughs> Shout out to Adam Carolla. <laughs> yeah. He's, he he's, he he seems to like um, those types of like Adam Carolla seems to like those types of fun, you know, monotonous skills, you <laughs> yeah. know, like juggling. Like I can see him being a good juggler, you know. Um, I do sleight of hand magic. Oh yeah, close <laughs> yeah, up magic. Yeah, I can do close up magic. It's like I can do every trick once. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do uh, I can't do more than that. But uh, yeah, no, it, it's fun because you get to you get to learn these ridiculous things. About uh, all of the and you and these things never come up in conversation. Like uh, to to put them out there, uh, John Nocalo has four nipples. <laughs> this guy has four. He has four legitimate anatomical nipples. So and and so we had him uh, lift Are up they his shirt. Are like equidistant? Well, okay, you okay. How do you think they? What, what, what would you? How would you think his nipples? Were the first <laughs> oh thing gosh. that comes to mind is they would be symmetrical. They would be. I would think there would be two where nipples normally would be, and then my picture would be there would be two about an inch lower. Okay, where, where are you going with the nipples? I just picture them in a row, like Connect Four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, they're they're one. They're under each other. Really? Oh, yeah, Nick, Nick gets are. the win. Yeah, oh, they yeah. are center square. Yeah, Nick. it's um, <laughs> you know, it, it's uh, and they're they're discernible. The other two are discernible nipples. They're not like these moles are the you know. Yeah. It's like yeah, that's like that's trying to be a nipple. You know? <laughs> right. it's like, that is an yeah. actual nipple. Yeah. So we Did had. He grew um, up uh, near like a nuclear power plant or something. I probably he grew up in Wilmington. Do you know if he grew up near a power plant? I. It's very possible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, Delaware City is a little south of Wilmington, but. Close enough? It's close <laughs> enough to It's for an excuse, as, a, as an yeah. excuse, yeah. yeah he could use that. For, that's that's very particular. So here was the uh, here were the options. So uh, option A was uh, John Nocalo has zero nipples. Option B, John Nocalo has three nipples. Or option C, John Nocalo has four nipples. So already the audience is like, what the fuck? Right. You know? I would never guess four. Yeah, right. That's yeah. a great setup, though. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah. So so we get to do, we get to do a lot of fun stuff like that. And yeah. it's like... Watching, because all of, like, they don't know, the comedians don't know what the que- how I arrange the questions. Oh, really? They don't know what they have to pretend to not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, so everything happening for them right there is spontaneous and in the moment. So it's, uh, it's a pretty fun. So, Cindy, how often is this show? Yeah, where can people, people are listening right now being like, I have to go to this, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. how do yeah. you do it? Yeah, it's the, the last Saturday of every month at the Conchahawken Cafe. In Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, yeah. Oh, awesome. It's, um... Yeah, so we yeah, it's, that's that's kind of our day, the last Saturday of every month, you know, and um, 
yeah, we sell it out. You get your get your tickets early. Yeah, you know, we'll be we'll uh, be there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm it's looking a, forward to this. Yeah, it's it's, it's fun. <laughs> you guys will definitely enjoy yourselves. Do you? Um, sorry, I mean to cut you no, off. No, no, do you no. get to travel at all with your comedy? I do. I do. Uh, I get to travel to colleges mostly, mm-hmm. but um, you know, clubs up and down the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just got a uh, a new manager, so she's gonna really open up some more club traveling for oh, me. So nice. yeah, I, I, you know, I do a pretty decent amount of. I'm, I'm I'm actually in a in a place where I'm trying to find as much work locally as I can because I'm trying to be close to my yeah. son. Yeah. So I was traveling a lot, especially in the nine months that uh, she was pregnant, is when I really started laying it on thick, just getting out there trying to make as many connections as I can because mm-hmm. I knew I was gonna have to take some time. Yeah. To, uh, so it, that's yeah, it's kind of what I'm doing now. Keep it now. close to home. Yeah, but it's you know it's uh it's it's good. I get out I get out enough to feel like um, I'm still doing it, you know. Yeah. And uh, but I'm able to be around, you know, to feel like I'm still doing yeah. that. You have a, you have a person to mold. Yeah, you know? yeah, I'm trying, yeah, I'm molding again. A, a prankster <laughs> to yeah, the, to lead. World's greatest assassin. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so Nick uh, here is planning a road trip. This I am. Fall. I'm taking a road trip later this year, and that's kind of why I asked. Uh, oh, okay. You know, if you get to travel, if there was one spot anywhere in the United States or a place that you've been, especially, okay, where would you recommend me go? Could be a hole in the wall, could be a landmark, could be f- a restaurant, a place to eat, anything. Yeah, I, I feel um, I kind of wish I didn't wear a tie because I feel like this answer is going to sound really pretentious. <laughs> but, uh, I uh, have you ever heard of Yusepa Island? No, mm-hmm. it's right off the coast of Florida. Okay, it's balling. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's um, uh, East uh, Atlantic or Gulf Coast. I don't know those words. Okay, that's <laughs> <laughs> response. Yeah, it's uh, it's close. It's close to Clearwater. Oh, okay, so that's the Gulf side. Okay, so Gulf side. Yeah, it's awesome. Like there are no cars there. Uh, everybody gets around by golf cart. Oh, it's yeah, it's like that. Yeah, it's like that. That's you know, you cool. got to take a boat to get there, and it's uh, of course well, it's an island. Like clearly, uh, yeah. But it's um. You know, no no mosquitoes or anything. It's just like a really fun, uh, fun time. But um, Yusepa Island. Yusepa Island. Yeah, if you can make it out, sounds otherworldly. Yeah, it is. It is. It's just it, it's like this little. It, it somehow feels uh, more tropical than any place in Florida. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it feels like yeah, and I'm I'm on a tropical island right now. <laughs> you know, it, it's a. Uh, it was, it's a pretty fun experience. Uh, yeah. Other than that, it's you know you you find these like fun weird towns mm-hmm. like, um, so you would have, so the question would have to be more specific. It's like, uh, what place do I want to go back to and like canvas random houses to see if they have bodies buried in the basement? <laughs> <laughs> that would be Bangor Man. <laughs> Bangor Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was. It's just like there's just a it's just a feeling that like people are just like you know don't ask. About about our foundation, Uh, you know, it's uh, just a vibe you got. Yeah, just a just a strange vibe. So, um, do you uh, do you change your act when you do colleges? No, I don't change my act for any audience that I do. It's it's the same thing every time. Like I don't like this is uh, what I'm trying to do is is because a lot of the things I do are based off of experiences that were real. So I'm trying to recreate recreate that as genuinely as possible. So I figure if I if I do that, humans will be able to relate, and that's kind. Of, I mean, I've, I feel like I've I've found a general success with that method. Um, I understand that there are some people that feel that they need to change their act, and they might even have to. But for me, it's just. 
be true to what you do. People either like it or they don't, and just be okay with bombing. <laughs> you know, it's not. It's gonna happen. You know. But you don't work too blue, right? I don't. So you you're you could really be hired by a business to do with you know some event, and yeah. most likely you could. You don't have to tailor what you're doing. You don't have to censor yourself. Yeah, I've, I've actually been finding myself doing a lot of fundraisers lately uh, because staying local, doing comedy, you, you can't. I mean, like most of these, like even my show, my show, you're not going to make more than uh, as a, like as a comedian being booked on my show, you're not going to make more than forty dollars at my show, and you know you can't really sustain on that. But if I go do a fundraiser for the same amount of time in a night, you make four hundred dollars. So like that's kind of. I do. I do a lot of fundraisers as well. Like, I mean, it's not. A, it's not really. It's because you a, love helping people. I do. I do <laughs> like helping people. I mean, it's fun. I get. I get like anything. Anything that can make me. That can. That I can allow to trick myself into into thinking I'm more positive in this moment than I actually am. Yeah, I, I welcome it. Yeah, come on, helping people. Let's do it. What is this? The Hitler Youth? Yeah, I mean, you need basketball courts too. Let's do it. Like, <laughs> For the kids. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So I have an important question for you. Okay. What's your favorite TV show? Oh, wow. Uh, it could be comedy or drama. Um, anything that really speaks to you. Yeah, it, it's, that's a very good question. Um, here's the thing. Like, I, I will watch anything. Uh, so it's really hard to uh, pinpoint. But what I'm, what I'm trying to do right now is think if I could watch this one show over and over and over again, uh, which show would it be? And um, my favorite show, the show that I watch every time that it's on, no matter what, I always get sucked in. <laughs> Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> I can't say that I've seen Avatar The Last Airbender. Have you seen that show? I haven't. Now, that's the one that M. Night Shyamalan made a movie yeah he of? ruined the one he ruined he ruined yeah. <laughs> oh, no. yeah no it wasn't even it, it, you know i'm not even like a, a traditionalist when it comes to like remakes or anything but th he just made some choices that just didn't make sense like it was like why would you i mean i understand he was trying to create it to seem like oh this is how it would work in reality but you're talking about a fantasy movie like right. you don't have to make it seem pragmatic like that doesn't make any sense you know um, What's the show like? That it, it's fun. It's this animated adventure. <laughs> of uh, it's a it's a children's show, but I, I mean I watch a lot of an animation. So um, and no, I'm not. Excuse me. It's the fuck I watch. <laughs> There's no shame in that game. Yeah, yeah. that's right. It's uh, so uh, so there are these uh, these characters. These it's four nations. Okay. Okay. There's air, wind, earth, and fire. Right. And Captain Planet no, is not uh, on the show. Oh, no, no, no. Air, air. Wait, air. I said air and wind. Air, earth, water, fire. No, it's not. It's it, well, it's a little better than Captain. Planet. Yeah. It's, uh, so what, these people are. They can bend the elements. So if you were born a firebender, you could uh, you could you could bend fire. You can shoot fire out of your hands. You can do stuff with it in the air. But what you know, but it's still fire. It destroys shit, right? Uh, if you are an airbender, you can manipulate the air. Oh yeah, and then it's like there there are tendencies that kind of go with that nation. Like the fire nation tends to be a more aggressive, but they're also like industrial. They they work metal because they have they mm -hmm. have fire in in an age where other people have to make fire. You know, so yeah, there are metal workers and stuff, and then there are um, <clears throat> the airbenders are monks. They're they bend air. They're uh, a nomadic um, a nomadic monk. Uh, I almost said species, but <laughs> people, right? <laughs> and then there are the earthbenders, and these people are you know the the hardworking, gritty, like blue collar almost uh, type of people. 
and um the doozers the doozers of the uh the airbender community yeah they're absolutely doozers and uh you know they they can you know lift like just lift up earth and just move it you know and it's um and then there's the uh the water and they are uh they're like a tribal nation and um they live in like uh like arctic places where there's a lot of water a lot of ice because they can turn water into ice and they can manipulate water it's it's but anyway, so here's the okay. So that is the awesome uh, thing. And, and are you in the martial? Are you in the martial arts action stuff? I am. I'm getting there. I'm just starting to kind of follow. Okay. Well, the the cool. What makes it cool visually is that each one of these elements are are bent using a different style of kung fu that is like visually different from the next. Okay. So are they authentic uh, to real? They're forms very of kung authentic. Fu? Like the animation. The animation is. It's it's like it was just some of it for the time I think was groundbreaking for what they were doing. Like real choreography within the animation. yeah, it's pretty intense. Really? Yeah, it's pretty intense. And uh, this in the story, so the the beautiful thing about uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender is that it's a thick, rich story with these characters that are well developed and they're going through things because there's these young characters that are trying to basically uh, stop the end of the world. In you know, in the course of that, like over the years that they're, you know being chased and trying to do that they're growing up you know and learning it's it's a pretty uh i i tell you i tell you what um when i when i get to the point when i'm sick of my son's shit and i'm ready for him to just be taught by the television that is the <laughs> that's show, the show. Yeah, that's, the, that's the show from really from season one all the way through yeah I think sounds so. really rich i mean it's like i'm not I mean, I like the show for what it is. I'm not like a fanboy of, of really anything, huh. but it, it, this is a really good show. I mean, I'm intrigued. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, it's definitely my favorite my favorite show. Nice. Yeah. Good answer. That is a great yeah. answer. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'd be a fire person. Fire? Yeah, because I like to be warm. Yeah. I think I would just set myself on. I'd set my hair on fire all the time. And just like, <laughs> curl up with it. <laughs> I, I would. I would hope that. Um, there are some anatomical differences <laughs> in their hair. Like I would, I, I, I didn't. I don't know if it ever was broached, but I, I don't know if you can set a firebender's hair on fire. I would hope not. You haven't read my uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender fan fiction, Sydney. <laughs> you would know. <laughs> set that shit on fire. Yeah, girl, girl on fire. Is that, yeah. was, that was a catching fire. Uh-huh. Sydney, do you do any impressions? Um, I. I could try. <laughs> that... you, you don't have any. You have a. Rep, you don't have any repertoire. No, I don't. I mean, it's. Uh, no, I mean, if if they're honestly, God, this is an honest. This is. I'm. This is a genuine proposition that I'm about to make right now. If if you're listening to my voice and you feel like there is an impression that I could probably do, please let me know. Like, I would love. Well, now you're putting a spot on us. Yeah, I mean, because I, I. I mean, it's, I've never. I've never been. Um, I, I've never really been a mimic. Right. You know. So. I never really picked up on on the uh, the impression muscle memory, like the muscle mm-hmm. memory to even do impressions. Like I don't even know what I would be changing mm. to sound yeah. like somebody. You know, do you do you do impressions? Not very well. No, yeah. we were just talking about before the show. We were saying how we, we liked impressions. So I wanted to ask you, but yeah, we had to put you on the spot. You you have any, Nick? I don't have any. Sydney, what was the first thing you thought of, or what came to mind when she asked you that question? Was there the any? Yeah, Mickey Mouse. So like, yeah, okay. um, like, hello, 
Like I don't. Yeah, that's that was good. it. That was it. You know. Yeah. And it's only it's only be, the only reason why I'm convinced that I I should be able to do a, a ball and Mickey Mouse impression is because when I was going through puberty. Like, and you had those squeak mm-hmm. moments. I sounded just like Mickey really? Mouse. Yeah, and people would call me Mickey Mouse all the time. And I was like, yeah, that's, like, when I get older. Oh, really? They like, called yeah. you out. Yeah, uh-huh. dude, yeah. It was like, I was at, you know, is, is the mouse, like, Disney, like, people were, like, all yeah. little, you know, uh, variations on that. So, yeah, it was, um, so I'm, like, I'm convinced that I, I, I should be yeah. able to do a good Mickey Mouse. Like, Go home and practice in the mirror and call in another yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's make this a recurring character that comes on the show. I have one that I thought of that I do that I haven't done in a long time though. What's but up? I feel like I probably should I have to do it because I admitted to it. Macy Gray. Okay. You know that singer? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. She had that one hit song. I'm just going to go for it. Please do. <laughs> I may appear to be free but I'm just a prisoner of your love. Try to say goodbye and I choke. Try to walk away and I stumble. Yeah. That's, that's actually, yeah, that's really good. That was really yeah. good. The wisp, Much the rasp. Better than my low confident <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Like, I was, I was like, like pretty obsessed <laughs> with that song right. for that when it was hot. So I just would sing it a lot and try to yeah. sound like her. That was, that was, I was impressed. Let's go okay, that way. I'll t- tell you what I did discover um, in, in my uh, uh, fascination with Mickey Mouse. Uh, my name, Sydney Gant, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, S-I-D-N-E-Y-G-A-N-T-T, right? Oh, the same. Yeah, you called it already, wow. right? Oh, nice. Same yeah. cadence. S-I-D-N-E-Y-G-A-N-T-T. Sydney Gant. Sydney Gant. Oh, by the way, people hate that about me. Really? Yeah. It's everybody. Like, when you, when, it's only if their name doesn't work. People get jealous. Like, I've been doing that. I've been doing this since elementary school. And if, if, if somebody, if their name can't do it, they hate it. <laughs> they absolutely <laughs> hate it. Uh, but yeah, it's one of my favorite things. That's yeah, so that, awesome. I really yeah. like that. Does your name fit anything? No. I, well, you know, for short, it's Nick McNevich. Long, it's Nicholas McNevich. It really doesn't fit anything. I mean, it's it's either four and eight letters or eight and eight. Or is that right? Nicholas. No, not how, how, how am I saying this last name? McNevich. McNevich. Yeah. Nicholas McNevich. And I see... Oh God! K-E-Y. Oh, you know the song uh, "Take It to the Limit," right? Nicholas McLevitt, right? Yeah. You do it. Just so quick. Yeah. Nicholas McLevitt. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> that, wow. That was so quick. <laughs> so yeah, I I like you know I like singing. You know I like making up songs. Like I do that with my son all the time. Like I make up. Uh, you know when you're when you're trying to. Um, you know, like like rhythms and stuff. Like kids get really into those things. So uh, we have this this song for when he's trying to do things and he's getting a little frustrated. Uh, the song is Finn will figure it out. <laughs> we just keep saying that. Uh-huh. It's like Mary and, Poppins. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, are we I, listen. I do all I do all the genres of music. <laughs> like I'm yes. not limited to anything. I just did a country song yesterday. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah. I make. I'm constantly singing off the cuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. But, but, You're a fun dad. Yeah, I, yeah. I, but I, I'm not really into. I don't really know music. Mm-hmm. You know that like that other people have created and is being played. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really into the things that I do. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. What yeah, you mean. yeah. yeah so. I like doing that. I like just kind of making up words to maybe on a, a song that's already established or something like that. I like yeah, to make songs that are established and change them to be about my cat. <laughs> it's a sick obsession. Yeah, it's yeah. I should leave. I don't need to give examples of that right now. <laughs> I think people with pets do that. It's not just me. 
Yeah, right? sure. No. Sure. Do you have pets? I don't. Okay. I, I can't speak on it with uh, integrity. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't just I just don't have the time to give to a pet, right? You know, it wouldn't yeah. be fair to them. So you have a plant. I don't have a plant. No, you only I mean, have to keep I, yourself alive. I have a bed and snacks, and that's all I care about, really. <laughs> but that's important because you got to keep those snacks healthy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You got <laughs> we got to cycle those in and out. So Sydney, uh, I am CaptainAction dot com. Yes, and SydneyGant.com. dot com. Sydney, yeah, and, that, and the, that's S I D N E Y G A N T T dot com. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is that's that awesome. is the Donald Duck part. I don't want to say that while we were doing it because I wasn't <laughs> trying to plug. But you know where uh, it's like Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck. So yeah. that's the dot com. Yeah, dot com <laughs> yeah, is the dot com. That's great. Yeah. But, uh, you know. <laughs> last Saturday of every month. The last Saturday of every month. Is the Captain Action, Captain Comedy, Action Comedy Show. Captain Action Comedy Show, Concha Yep, at the Concha Hocken Cafe. So it's, it's all alliteration. Yeah. It's all. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's wonderful. I'm looking forward to getting out there and checking yeah, it out. Yeah, we're definitely going to be there. Anything else you want to... Uh plug before we sign out today sydney i mean that's that's really the only thing that i can assure the quality of <laughs> you know like i mean i tweet but yeah. like what i do what i what i do is uh i mean I, I i perform you know like that's that's my bread and butter but um I, I, oh i do uh i started a web series I don't know oh if yes you, wow. yes i watched it yeah it's called uh five minutes deep with sydney where uh I, I, I would actually, uh, I want to interview you. That's, uh, I'm, exci- I'm excited oh, well. about. <clears throat> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. cool, you know, if that's what you're into. <laughs> well, yeah, well, because, I mean, you're you're perfect because it's, it's people who are, you know, artists in multiple ways, you know, and I'm kind of trying to find, like, a common ground about that in, yeah. in the interview. So it's, it's been pretty People it's been can pretty find fun. that on Facebook? Yeah, uh, well, YouTube, YouTube, okay. it's uh, it's just, you type in uh, five minutes, the number five minutes deep with Sydney, and you'll you'll get them, and, that, and that's what it's called, it's just a five minute thing where I interview five people. Five minutes deep. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty, it's decent, I'm, I'm learning, you know. No, it's, it's great. Uh, yeah. So you're interviewing creatively driven people? Yeah, creative, like, the the, the, the one that uh, I actually just had to put, put another one up again is uh, there's an, uh, a marijuana activist locally who's also uh, a performer and a humorist. He prefers not to be called a stand-up comedian, so I just have to really... Uh, <laughs> but N.A. Poe, he recently uh, got on the ballot for city council. Okay. And But I did an interview with him before that about, like, activism and marijuana, and it's a really fun interview. And you could see, like, the seeds of, you know, what is happening now taking place. Yeah, we'll definitely check yeah. that out. Yeah, just I gotta check on this. I have a table Go. read. I'm, I'm, I'm late for. It. Oh yeah, please do. You're busy, man. Oh, yeah. hey, Sally. Hey, what's up? Had a heart out. Oh no 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 no! I don't. I mean, it's it's we uh we just recently formed uh, a sketch group. Oh cool. And uh, we're doing uh we're recording our first one on Sunday, but tonight is our table read. So I'm pretty pumped. So you guys that's are writing like, sketches and uh, yeah, I mean that's well, yeah. I mean that's uh, but I never really. I mean I had some stuff that I put up by myself, but I never really had a group behind me. And I feel like that's when you really get good quality stuff. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, I mean that's why I'm wearing uh, a tie. This is like because <laughs> I'm gonna be this this the particular one that we're doing is I'm directing it. So like oh, I'm kind of wow. directing the table read and I'm just cool. trying to be a little professional. For those <laughs> listeners awesome. who, who can't see, Sydney is, is a sharp dressed man. He's dapper. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah when yeah. he came in. I, yeah, I need to I need to go in there and uh, command respect because yeah. they're all my friends, so none of them respect me. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I think you nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Please, guys, give you. He's in all shades of blue. 
which I really think is a nice look. Yeah, He's yeah, got yeah. a button down and a blue tie <laughs> and a blue hoodie, but it's like a formal hoodie. Thank you. Yeah. And not some nice jeans looks. and sneakers, but yeah. yeah um, we should, we'll, we'll post pictures of you on oh, Instagram yeah. well, so uh, you're everyone can see. <laughs> <laughs> and all of Sydney's info will be on, on our website, on yeah. the Randy Pants Show. Uh, you know, all, all facets in which, in which you can find them. Link, links to your show. Links to your website. Yeah, we're going to figure all that out and yeah. it'll be up there. Yeah, we'll get it there eventually. <laughs> but no, seriously, it's been great having Sydney in. Yeah, yeah this has been such a much. fun yeah. interview. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, you guys are awesome. awesome. Nick, Randy, Nick, I'm glad I met you. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's been great. So uh, thanks so much and we'll be back. And we're back. And we are back. Welcome back. Uh, let's talk about the weather. Let's talk about the weather. Everyone talks about the weather, and they use it as a bridge in conversation and lulls in conversation. Yeah, my happiness is very weather-dependent, as we, we touched upon that. Uh, so, it's shitty outside here today. Currently. It's rainy. Probably, uh... Raining hard. Mid-40s. Raining buckets. Just... One of those days hard. It's just like a mess out there. Mm-hmm. Just completely miserable for you. Yeah. I enjoy this. I really enjoy this weather. No. It's just hot and sunny. Uh, the, the the rain brings out the colors and the contrasts in the city, yeah. and uh, I, I I thrive in it. And oh, you're just yeah. completely miserable. I like my weather. <laughs> like I like my men, eighties and nineties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done. <laughs> so, but we were outside today, this morning, uh, Mike and I, in the f- shitty rain, mm-hmm. um, in a cluster funky situation. Um, a friend of mine, my friend Josh, ran uh, the Love Marathon. It's called the Love Race, the Love Run. Mm-hmm. It's a half marathon in Philly that ended at the Art Museum. So the whole plan was, assuming it was nice weather, we were going to go down there, meet up with his family, cheer him on at the end, and then, you know, get some hugs and some high fives and all that. But it was pouring, raining, and muddy, slushy mud everywhere. It was just a sea of people in foil capes and people <laughs> trying to get pictures and find each other. And my friend Jill and I were on the phone trying to find each other. Josh's wife, um, Mazel Josh, great job running the race. Mm -hmm. So we were trying to do it by like, I'm by the fountain, on the right of the fountain, by the statue of the guy on the horse, by the orange statue. And this is in a sea of people. Kind of near where the Rocky statue is, but on the other side. And we were going on for way too long. Like we were like, to just two geese honking at each other on the phones. Like, at a certain point, um, I said, why don't, I'll hand the phone to Mike. You hand the phone to Josh. Mm-hmm. These dudes got on the phone and they only said one thing to each other. What was that? Josh said to Mike, the art museum is at noon. We're at five o'clock. And to which Mike took my hand and directed me directly to where they were. In a straight line. Yeah. And I have to say, I mean, I don't want to, uh, you know, play into gender stereotypes, but all the gender stereotypes that people have about women, I just fall right in there (laughs) into the sweet spot. I'm a terrible driver. I'm terrible with directions. I'm terrible with math and logistics. Uh Um, I can't can't read a map. (laughs) I love gossip. Uh Um, I like to ask questions during movies and all that stuff. So um, I just thought it was hilarious that the dudes just mm-hmm. 
12 o'clock, 5 That's o'clock. That's crazy. Two, peop- two guys who, you know, the, the, the stereotype for men is they never ask for directions. Right. And for them, after you and Jill were trying to locate each other for, you know, two minutes squawking at each <laughs> other, you know, Mike and Josh got on there and uh, I'm at 12 and then the art museum's at 5 and within 30 seconds you had found each other. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I thought that was hilarious. And I'm just a horrible negative female role model stereotype. <laughs> Fitting into all of them. So I think we're going to wrap it up, reel it in. This has been really fun. Nick, thank you so much for being here. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. I've really enjoyed talking to you and to our awesome audience. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you for participating, which you're going to do. Yeah, we'd love to have your uh, continued participation. Uh, you know, Visit randypantshow.com, not only for info on our guests, but uh, things that are going on with us and, and you know, artists and, and things that we're plugging and what's going on with the show. You can tweet at us at Randy Pants Show. R A N D I. R A N D I, because that's how a lady spells it. Right, with an I. Pants. Randy Pants mm-hmm. Show. Mm-hmm. As well as on Instagram, same name, Randy Pants Show. At Randy Pants Show. Mm-hmm. Use the hashtag on either Twitter or Instagram. Randy Pants Show. Randy Pants Show. And get us, get at us, and we will get at you. Get involved. We will. So I'm Randy Lawson. And I'm Nick McNevich. And thank you so much for tuning in.